0: yes yes welcome back beautiful people to yet another amazing episode of yet another podcast your boys summit and Thunmouth. we're back baby what up summit
1: what up
0: what's up man how's it going how are you
1: chilling man chilling how you doing yeah
0: i'm good bro i'm good can't complain you know back to the old hustle and grind day in day out yeah man i'm this weather is just shitty i'm kind of ready for winter to be over man Uh, we got a glimmer of it like i think earlier this week it was like 66 degrees and i was like yeah it just felt really really nice but really wrong Uh,
1: dude that was for like the same for us yesterday it wasn't 66 but it was like 55 or something yeah, and my mom was like opening all the windows in the house in the <laughs> summer and I'm like well, what exactly is going on right now?
0: It's Your mom's like long. let's have a picnic outside. Like what? No. This yeah. is just... <laughs> yeah. body, the
1: barbecue grill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's trying to have a cookout. <laughs> oh man, yes. Weather's crazy, man. Weather is insane. Uh so much shit happening in the world. Uh if you're new to the podcast, you know, we try to we try to cover different topics sometimes. Um, oh, by the way, before we start, today is Bob Marley's birthday. He would have been 75 today. So happy birthday and rest in peace to the God, the legend, uh, Bob Marley, man. Uh, yes,
1: rest the, in paradise.
0: Rest in paradise, man. I'm sure he's up there having a blast, having a really good time. Um,
1: yeah, speaking of Bob Marley yeah. and his birthday, I was thinking like, okay, if he, he was going to be 75 today. Yeah. What would the world have been if he was still around physically?
0: I mean, that you could just great music coming out like, you know, he would yeah, have like, so, he would have had, he he had like so transcendent
1: music, right? Like he was yeah. more to, then he was more like a like a freedom fighter type of like yeah. that kind of entity, right? Like he he just had that feel to him.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of who I can equate him to. That is alive, uh, you know, in, in that sense, like what if Tupac was still alive or what if Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan was still alive? Or uh, I'm trying to think who else kind of like measures up in that sense, like half activist, half musician, like, you know, person and just so influential. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, that's a big loss, obviously. Uh, I mean, I was very young. Uh, when I think by the time I learned about Bob Marley, he had already passed, so yeah, same. Uh, but, um, yeah, and uh, another big anniversary today, uh, is uh, 50 Cent is celebrating the 17th anniversary of Get Rich or Die Trying, the album, his first debut album. So, uh, congratulations to 50, man!
1: Shout out to him
0: shout out to 50
1: he's got, he got a star on the walk of fame in hollywood just, too
0: yeah yo eminem's speech was so awkward and he just seemed so nervous and so out of place when he was giving that speech
1: i wonder why
0: <laughs> shut up <laughs> shut your damn mouth oh man it's an eminem hater but we're not going to talk about that we're going to talk about the jewels so <laughs> many jewels were on this get rich or die trying album uh obviously the biggest hit was in the club which was just played nonstop on the radio for weeks in the clubs, on the radio, everywhere. You couldn't escape this fucking song if you wanted to. Like you just <laughs> You heard it in your sleep. <laughs> yeah. And then P I M P was I think his like like his second single. Um so many good songs on this album, and this was by far, according to me, still his best album.
1: Uh yeah i think if i like whenever i do go back to listen to old 50 this is the yeah. album i go to yeah um, i'm gonna admit something that i'm not proud of please um, do <laughs>
0: so
1: i didn't buy this album when it came out
0: <laughs> who did bro
1: i didn't illegally download it
0: <laughs> <laughs> you did or you didn't
1: no i did not
0: oh you did not how did no. you get how did you get the album how'd you the listen the
1: old-fashioned it? way <laughs>
0: What's that? I stole it from the store. No! <laughs> yeah, no! I'm
1: not, I'm not going to say what store because that store is still around and I'm not trying to get banned or anything like Best that. Best
0: Buy? No, no, no. You couldn't steal from Best Buy. It was really hard.
1: No, nah, bro. It was. It, you know what? It wasn't even like...
0: That's I don't insane. even know why I did it.
1: I literally <laughs> had the money in my pocket to buy it and I just did it. Uh, you, know, you ever, have that? You like, just, you, you ever yeah. go through that like, as a child?
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just need a little thrill in your life, you know? <laughs> a little... Excitement. It was just
1: stupid. I don't condone it, but it happened, right? Yeah. Um, and Kids, I, if
0: you're listening, one, you should not be listening. Two, if you are, do not steal. Please, we do not endorse. Yes, we
1: don't. We don't endorse stealing. Although I don't regret it, I'm not gonna lie because this album was that fire.
0: <laughs> Such confusing messages you're giving to the youth. <laughs> I don't endorse Listen, it but it feels amazing. Uh, so
1: no, I didn't say it felt amazing. I just said I don't regret it.
0: <laughs> hey kids, don't do crack. But if you are <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. You may regret my, it
1: later, you may not. Who knows? Yeah.
0: In the club was actually not my favorite track. My fav, my most favorite favorite track on this album is Which Many men, Many Men. Many and, Men, hands down. Many Men many 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 many. oh man that song i still have it on my playlist so if you're on spotify follow tan man jams you'll find it on there along with 800 some other songs so
1: yeah um so for me i think on this album there was a quite a few quite a few mm -hmm. that i really liked um what up gang so was oh, legendary. What, what up,
0: gangsta? Yeah, <laughs> um, up, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then fifties part on patiently waiting. Fuck Eminem. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to mention the track that had the Eminem feature and you did. Wow. No, good. I'm not
1: going to lie. So, when I say I hate Eminem, it's not that I hate him. I hate I'm not a fan of his music. I think he's very corny. I think there's a lot of people who do it better than him, but you know, it's hard to kind of debate that when you when he's got the record sales to back him or whatever,
0: right? Okay. Anyway, fun fact. Fun fact. You know who produced that record? Dre. Eminem.
1: Oh, Eminem produced the whole thing.
0: Eminem produced the whole thing by himself.
1: Well, that's great. I don't really care about his production, <laughs> co- no.
0: Okay, anyway, go on.
1: I, I mean, honestly, if you hadn't told me that, it wouldn't have made a
0: difference, honestly.
1: But, <laughs> um, I will say that on this track for Patiently Waiting, Eminem's verse was
0: fire. It was. It was. And fire. this is
1: the one time okay. he wasn't because saying because some he's a great,
0: shit. Because he's a great artist. That's why it was fire. Yeah, no. I can't anyway. agree with that. But anyway. <laughs> uh 21 questions dude with nate dog uh
1: 21 questions is legendary you know because of nate dog i think but other than that like at the time when it when i first heard the album i was like okay it's cool you know it was a it was a commercial success and that was fine like i i don't really like commercial music in that sense i like to find the hidden gems
0: yeah the deep cuts Um, yeah Yeah. no 21 questions was definitely not a deep cut but it was still a great great track right right oh um I had in mind uh, me and my coworker were talking about this actually at work today, and I figured me and you should talk about it a little bit more because it's still fresh in my head, and I just think it's such a great story. I think it's a great topic of conversation, and I think me and you should do it on the air because it's it's shit like was the highlight of my day today, Uh, today Mm -hmm. as in Thursday, February, whatever, today, 6th. Yes. All right. so humans of new york posted this uh photo series uh yesterday i believe uh it's like an 11 part photo series and it's a story about this man now spoiler alert if you have not seen the series pause this shit go to instagram go to humans of new york go read it and then come back um if you've already gone uh if you've already seen it on instagram and it, great okay cool you're you're on board to listen to this discussion <laughs> but if you haven't you should definitely <clears throat> you should definitely go check that out first
1: and then please come back
0: <laughs> <laughs> please come back Sumit <laughs> uh, so, you've read it right yeah okay good alright uh, so you, am I'm, sh, I'm sh, Of course, you have because I sent it to you, and I made sure you would read it because <laughs>
1: yeah, you sent it to me like ten minutes before we started yeah. recording. And I spent like <laughs> eleven posts.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad you finished reading it. All right, what did you think of it, man? I want your first reaction because you just read it. I read it like at twelve o'clock today.
1: I think I actually gave you my first impression. We just hadn't hit record yet, and it was wow, right? Like, yeah, just to read something that that's kind that's that intense and. I don't even know, like. I'm still processing it, right? I think, like, I feel like you've had some time to process it. I have, uh, yeah. And there's a lot
0: in there to take. There's exactly. a lot, yeah.
1: And I think, like, I need to, I need to sit with it for a little bit. But let me, let me get your take on it before we get into it.
0: There was so we we were talking about it, and there was just so many facets to it. Like, starting with first of all, it's just a very well told story. Uh, yeah whoever like obviously a lot of it is quoted directly from the couple but you know um what's his name the guy that runs this page brandon Uh, brandon Brandon did a really good job of actually telling the story it Mm -hmm. it opens with like a very it's kind of like a movie or like a or like a tv series you know it's very gripping in the beginning it starts with like it was just a normal morning and then boom police came in the door and then they arrested my husband. And we're all like, what? What's going on? What's happening? Right. And they're and like they start asking, what's your name? What's your real name? And then like this shit is crazy. So the few facets that I found very interesting in in here was first let's talk about uh Bobby's life. Like let's talk about Bobby Love's life. He he grew he grew up in North Carolina, you know, as a kid seemed like everything was fine and then all became a bit of a menace you know started started uh just like he said his first time getting arrested was at a sam cook concert because because he decided to yell out sam cook ain't shit (laughs) 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 who does that (laughs) why do you go to to his concert and he's like sam cook ain't shit (laughs) and so they arrested him um and so then like freedom
1: he, of speech is not an honored thing at that point. Is that what it is? This, this is
0: 1964, right? In North Carolina, being a black kid. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. So he said after that, things just kind of like went downhill. Uh, he was, he, you know, he was one of eight kids in his family. And, you know, he ended up going to a juvenile detention center after that. And then, you know, from there, things just started to get worse and worse and worse. Long story short, so he escapes prison. Uh, uh, I think it was the juvenile detention center that he escaped from, right?
1: No, no, he went to jail again after that because he did something with his brother.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And then he uh, ended up
1: getting shot, and he woke up in a hospital.
0: Oh no, that's later, dude.
1: Uh, no, not no. That was right after he, uh, or sorry, right before he went to jail. Jail, not not juvenile, not juvie.
0: No, so in juvie, he escaped from juvie. Okay, maybe I need to go yeah, back yeah, and read it. Yeah, it says, <laughs> you know, I'm, re- I'm re- reading it so we don't get any okay. of this wrong. So he said, He says, they shipped me off to a juvenile detention center. I hated everything about that place. Every night I could hear a freight tr- freight train in the distance. Always wanted to know where it was going. One night when the guard turned his back, this is so funny to me. He's like, I just ran out the back door. <laughs> like, yeah. what, what, what kind of juvenile detention center is he? He's like, <laughs> I ran out the back door, and that was the first place I ever escaped from. So he, he's in Juve, mm-hmm. escapes from Jewry. Um, then he ends up in D.C., uh, and he's hanging out with his brother in D.C., and then he got caught up in the bad crowd again. There was people that were robbing banks. Uh, they would drive down to North Carolina just to rob banks because their security was weak, right? Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, if you've if you've already read this, what I want to talk about here is like, I'm just picturing this childhood. Like this is crazy. You're a black kid. Your your mom has eight children. You're one of eight. Like, first of all, that's got to be rough. Like, that's going to be super tough growing up with seven siblings. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, you get caught up in a bad crowd. And um, I'm just kind of like, while I'm reading this, I'm just picturing, because the picture is of this like really old black guy. Like, I don't know how old he is now, uh, but this happened in the 60s. So he's probably like in his 50s, 60s, probably maybe 70s mm-hmm. i don't know um older gentleman he's an older gentleman yeah and i'm just picturing him as a kid like doing all this shit going to go rob a bank like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> that's crazy how do you even what what has to go through your mind to be like yeah all right me and my homies we're gonna go rob a bank today like what Um, uh, but anyway so he got shot by one of the cops while Well, they got caught basically while trying to rob a bank and then he got arrested and went to jail and the story like keeps going you know talks about how his mom died while he was in prison and then he ended up in like maximum security prison stuff like that and then um after that he oh sorry so after his mom died he became a really good inmate basically or tried to be yeah yeah so there's like these glimmers of hope for him where there you know he wants to turn his life around. He talks about how he's like, You know, uh, he's running a radio station and he can make phone calls. And like, you know he's hes he literally said, I was relaxed. I was good. I had no plans to escape, which is you know, crazy, but anyway, uh, so there's this aspect of the story, which is like, Just him by himself, and then, uh, long story short, so he like goes becomes a bad inmate again because he said everything changed when someone screamed "punk ass" at the prison captain, and it it was dark and he couldn't see who did it, but he just assumed it was me, and then after that he started punishing me, writing me up, picking up, picking on me, stuff like that, and then he just kept. You know, uh, getting negative remarks on his report, or getting negative reports, and then um, then they started putting him on the road to work, work the roads. You know, like pick up trash from the road and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was, he said, "This is where he says he says while we were watching the Colts game on TV, I made the decision that I was gonna that was gonna be my last night of prison." So. If you're with us so far, this kid grows up in Raleigh in North Carolina, you know, gets into a little bit of trouble, goes to Juvie, escapes Juvie, then gets up with his brother in DC and, you know, starts getting involved with even worse crowd and tries to rob a bank in North Carolina, even though he had already left North Carolina, then gets arrested, and then is now going to try and escape from prison. He somehow successfully escapes prison. Right? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, he he while he was working the highway, he basically ran and just left. And then got on a Greyhound bus and just kept going and going and got to New York. So, while we're reading the story, we're like, "Oh fuck, like what? Are the cops chasing him? Do they know where he went? blah blah blah. What happens next?" And on the bus, he changes his name. Like this, he says the lady that was sitting next to him was like, "Oh, she's she's making small talk, and she's like, "Oh, what's your name?" And shes <laughs> and instead of saying his real name, which is Walter Miller, he goes, "Bobby Love, that's my name." gets to New York and basically starts this new life. He starts working jobs, starts going to church. He gets like fake papers made. He now gets a social security card. He's got a driver's license. He's got a birth certificate. Like he's got all this, like he's good. And then he, excuse me, then he meets his wife, gets married, has four kids. You know, everything is going great. And then out of nowhere, 40 years later, The cops bust in one day randomly at his house and arrest him as Walter Miller. Insane. (laughs) 40 years. She goes, We've been married for 40 years.
1: Okay. And she didn't know. He never mentioned it. He kept it a secret from her for 40 years. And then all of a sudden, one day, the FBI and police break or come into their house and take him away in cuffs.
0: That's insane.
1: Yo, I mean, okay, so just to touch on a little bit from the background, right? Like you mentioned his upbringing and stuff. Like to me, I think that's like very reminiscent of a a symbolic, not symbolic, but definitely um, something that occurs today too. There's a lot of victims of circumstance, and some circumstances are just more dire than others. And so, you know, children, especially who may not have better judgment or may not have other options necessarily resort yeah. to doing things that are you know illegal or detrimental and you know from there it just seems like every decision he made was kind of murphy's law right everything that right, could go wrong right, right. went wrong right right and and it's it's interesting because it's like that still occurs today right 100% With so yeah. many kids that grow up and it doesn't matter where you grow up really if you grow up in you know where you didn't really have much and you had to kind of make a life for yourself but you didn't have the proper education you didn't have the proper tools or the or right. the right you know motivation to get yourself the proper way of, you know, the, the real way of getting out of those situations.
0: Yeah.
1: This is kind of, you know, just reminiscent of those types of stories, right? Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I like, the ending was really what caught me because he, his wife, right, for 40 years he was lying to her or hid that's the truth insane. from her, rather.
0: Yeah, that's and insane to think about, right? Like... She still chose
1: love over uh-huh. everything you know what i mean like yeah she knew yeah. that he lied to her and he f- she felt betrayed she felt like you know she didn't really know who he was but at right. the end of the day she really did right because right. the person that he he was for those 40 years it wasn't like he was trying to be a different person he was just hiding a part of his past right right um, and that's interesting because like how many people and relationships for more petty reasons today. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: oh yeah, one hundred percent. She she said something that was that resonated with me so well. She said when I first visited him in prison, he broke down crying. His this is uh this is, you know, obviously recently four years ago, five years ago. Whenever, um, when she visited him in in prison, and he broke down crying, his head was in his hands, and he told me, "I know you're gonna leave me." And she said, "I told him." No, Bobby Love. I married you for better or for worse, and right now this is worse. Mm. That shit was crazy to me. I'm like, where yeah. do they make these kind of women at? Do they still make these kind of women? <laughs> That's they insane. Do not, sir. <laughs> no, that is insane to me, dude. The man did not tell you a thing about like how do you even how do you marry somebody when you ask them? You're like, oh, so what did you what were you doing before this? And they're like, you know south that's all he used to say he used to say i'm from the south which he was he's was like i'm not lying about that <laughs> stop <laughs> <And we're, laughs> asking
1: yourself simple questions to make
0: yourself look good <laughs> but she said like he used to come off like standoffish like he wouldn't let her into his personal space or like you know uh not too many hugs not too much cuddling not too much communication which is weird like you know like She said said something like, I'd be pouring, when we were arguing, I'd be pouring myself out to him and he'd just sit there with a scowl on his face. Mm. And that's, I'm like, wow, girl, like these are red flags. (laughs) Like (laughs) something is up. Why are you not uh, questioning this more? Like if a guy is just being very shady about his past, shouldn't you press on a little bit harder, maybe? Um, no
1: i don't think that's her fault i think that's like she had mm-hmm. no idea that she i mean how can how many people can really imagine that somebody's hiding their entire past from them in those situations right I think everything just
0: like, bro even the name <laughs> no, I,
1: yeah the name does sound made up i agree right he's, he's not, <laughs> what i mean is like yeah what i mean is that she would, there's no way she could have guessed that like that's such right, a specific right. thing to know but like right. trying to get him to open up was is probably something that she could have tried to do. And I think, you know, when he's sitting there with a scowl on his face and she's explaining things that he she's dealing with or whatever, yeah. that was more him trying to deal with his inner turmoil. Like, you I know, think, you know yeah. that's, that's bad, but that's not as bad as what I've been through, but I can't tell you that. You know what I mean?
0: Right. 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 And, and, and that's but, the thing. Like when you, when you have demons inside you, right. But, but your partner doesn't know, um, or you haven't been able to communicate to your partner that these mm-hmm. are my demons, these are the skeletons in my closet, there's always going to be some sort of hindrance in your relationship. It almost seems like at the end of the story that their relationship got better because the truth came out. Like he can live more openly and freely and be more honest with her now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which is why even she said at the end, she was like, you know, everything that happened happened for the better because you know now i can be me and he can be him and you know we don't have any secrets everybody knows everything right which is crazy but this is the the discussion i guess i wanted to have is about relationships and like she said something that was very striking she said here um i want to bring this up where is it uh, yeah she said i still have my resentments when we get in a fight, I'll think, this man better appreciate that I forgave him. And you know, that seems like that seems like what all of us would do. Like say say, you know, you were in a relationship and somebody your partner did something like made a big mistake and then you decided that you would swallow your pride and you you forgive them. A lot of times I feel like you know, it's human nature, we're just not perfect. A lot of times I feel like we'll be like, "Yeah, I forgive you." but internally we're still holding that against you yeah and like every time we fight i'll still have that at the back of my head and find a way to maybe bring it back or something or you know like maybe hold it over their head and she said but the thing is i did forgive him and when i made that decision i had to accept all the territory ter- all the territory that came with it i can't make him feel that debt every day of his life that shit to me oh my god like what a woman that's amazing (laughs) like to have that sort of self-realization self-awareness that okay now that i say that i'm forgiving him it really means that i'm forgiving him doesn't mean that every time we fight i'm gonna be like bitch, you remember the time that I forgave you for lying about a whole ass other human being than you were? Yeah. <laughs> remember that time you made up an entire life? Remember yeah. that time you didn't tell me that you were in jail? Remember that time you didn't tell me you were a fugitive?
1: Like, so I think the thing is, like, there's a few lessons to be learned there, right? And, and and some of it has to do with where we are in terms of our generation gap and and what weight is yeah. carried with certain words that are said right,
0: right. I think a lot yeah. of
1: times now you know people say things and they're taken at face value uh-huh. but there's an ulterior motive or a different meaning or some hidden underlying kind of intent behind them nowadays right right like if I say oh I forgive you maybe at face value I forgive you but if I'm still internalizing it and it still hurts me and now I'm avoiding you because you've you know because I don't actually forgive you right like that's that's not really forgiveness right so the weight that these words carry is not just about saying the words right it's about taking those words and saying okay i'm going to actually make this a reality right and same thing comes with the honesty aspect had he had just been open with her from the beginning Mm. maybe things would have been great for the forty years that they've been together, you know what I mean. Like maybe their their uh, relationship would have flourished in a different way, and that yeah. barrier of communication or like of um, you know him sitting there with a scowl on his face every time she shared anything that she was dealing with, maybe yeah. that wouldn't have happened, right? Like because it well, that's
0: been- interesting. He said something about that. He he talked about how on, how much of an honest woman she was. He was like, you know, I wanted to tell her. Uh, but if I told her, it's not that she would have called the cops on me. It's that she would have made me call the cops on myself. Right. <laughs> and so he was genuinely just, I, f- I feel like just scared. Like he, he, even if he wanted to be honest with her, he felt like he couldn't risk losing everything, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially, especially for a man to have, you know, work two, three jobs and raise four kids and, you know, be married to one woman for 40 years like he must have felt like so much of it was at stake that you know he must have felt like there's no way i can let anyone know about who uh who i I was before yeah imagine and that's carrying such a big demon inside of you man that's carrying such a huge skeleton in your closet like uh some sure, people deal yeah.
1: with that guilt or guilty conscience so well that like yeah. you can never identify that there's actually something going on internally.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: right? And you know, there's a lot of things in, at play nowadays. I mean, you know, relationships aside for a second, even from a mental health concern issue, right? Right. People carry so much weight and burden in, internally that you can never identify what they're dealing with because yeah. they don't show it outwardly, right? Yeah. Okay when people talk about depression or mental health and it's like, okay, yeah, it's whatever. No, it's not because just because you cannot see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. Mm, it's like yeah. the whole idea of does, you know, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's around to hear it doesn't it make a noise. Absolutely. It does. You know yeah. I mean? And <laughs> yeah. and so it's the same, it's a similar concept, but going back to the relationship aspect, my, my two cents on that is it just the story in itself tells you that there are certain pillars of a relationship that allow for relationships to work and right. giving up on a relationship simply because of you know petty issues more or less that people are breaking up over nowadays right, right. or ending their relationships over nowadays to some extent not to say that everybody is but no, those yeah. who are right right are you really in it for the right reason if right. you are ready to let go of something for something so small you know what i mean right. and, and I, right obviously different things carry different weight to different people so i'm not trying to say that you know i'm taking that away from anybody right but what i mean is there are certain pillars that are important right honesty communication openness loyalty there is we everybody seeks those things but is so easily kind of swayed by other things that don't necessarily matter as much right like these soft skills so to speak are, are are definitely more more important to a relationship success that's my two cents on it
0: no i agree i mean sh- the story has really given us like this crazy uh, new perspective on what relation what successful relationships can look like you know what i mean like you you can make shit work um like there was a part where you know she talked about how uh you know he was like i already mentioned it but like you know he was like you're gonna leave me like he was so scared like that was his yeah. initial jerk reaction this is like oh my god she's here she came to see me in jail and the first thing i know that she's gonna say is i'm leaving you but she didn't and you know that was his biggest fear the whole time and that's my biggest takeaway from the story i feel like is uh Relationships require a lot of work from both people, a lot of understanding from both people, and a lot of, uh, you know, just trying to put yourself in your partner's shoes. Yeah. Um. So,
1: and that brings up another thing that I've been thinking about quite a bit lately, right? Like, yeah, I'm no relationship expert, but I think I've kind of figured out what it is. We're
0: both relationship. (laughs) Yeah, it's your. uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're the we're, new dr phil uh, yeah exactly
1: <laughs> um no but i was going to say that you know one of the things i've been thinking about is everybody's kind of out there seeking this perfect p- person or hold on a second mm-hmm. uh this like perfect person or perfect relationship thing and i think what happens there is it's not so much about trying to find the perfect person because mm-hmm. the perfect person does not exist, right? Yeah. What you want to create is a relationship that's built on the idea of creating perfection together, right? Mm-hmm. And that comes with you know these pillars that we mentioned earlier, you know communication, honesty, et cetera, loyalty, et cetera, right? And I feel like in today's world that we live in, especially with dating apps and and how quickly and easily people fall in and out of love, like is this right. like. I don't know, just the whole idea of relations, successful relationships, it's just hard to pinpoint what works and what doesn't. Um,
0: I don't know, but, but that was my,
1: that was my kind of my, my gem in my mind that, you know, you're, it's not about finding the perfect person. It's about creating perfection together.
0: Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Uh, And, and that goes for like, not just romantic relationships, but all relationships, right? Even, Even friendships. I have, you know, uh, I think everyone has experienced this, but uh, you know, you have people that come and go out of your lives, whether friends or or family members, even. Uh, and one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in recent years is just that every relationship requires effort, right? And I used to be in a place where I would try to put in effort to pretty much any and every relationship that I had, you know, friends, whether they were like close friends or somewhat distance friends or whatever i was very i was very free with my time and with my effort and as i got older i kind of realized that you know not everyone deserves the same amount of time and effort because i was giving so much time and effort to everyone else but a lot of times I wasn't receiving that same amount of time and effort back. And a lot of times I wasn't giving myself that time and effort. You know what I mean? I wasn't spending enough time with myself. You spend enough time with everybody else and you don't have enough for yourself. You end up kind of having uh, a lot of insecure, a lot of insecurities. And I grew up having a shit ton of insecurities from a lot of different childhood trauma that i never knew about never realized or i you know uh covered it up with a lot of pride and it sort of all started hitting me all at once like oh shit this is a big insecurity of mine this is why i behave this way this is a big insecurity of mine this is why i have this much pride about this thing and this thing so i guess i say that to say this um now I'm at a point where I I, I give in a hundred percent to to the relationships that I deem worthy, right? And and I I make sure that the ones that I am giving a hundred percent to, that I'm also receiving a hundred percent back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, I otherwise I it's easier now for me to be like, okay, you know what? I'm cutting this person out of my life because life is so short. To yeah. be like. I don't want to hold, it's not me holding a grudge. It's not me saying, oh, I hate that person. It's Mm -hmm. just me saying, you know what? It's like a time is an investment. Like this is not giving me enough returns on my investment. So I'm going to put my investment elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I think I'm the same way, right? I think like when it comes to somebody I care about, whether it's a relationship I'm pursuing or if I'm in the relationship, it's something like uh, the type of person I am, I'm putting in 100% of my effort, right? Because- I'm not the type of person who's going to date somebody or try to be in a relationship with somebody and have it lead to failure. You know what I mean? Like with the, with the right. intent of this isn't going to go anywhere, but let's continue dating. Like that's not something that I believe right. in, right? right? So I have, I believe in putting in effort. I believe in giving people your time because like you mentioned, time is the most valuable thing you can give a person. Right. right? It's not about the money you spend on them. It's not about any other effort or whatever mental capacity that you, or emotional capacity yeah. that you expend towards something that stuff is also important, but nothing is more important than the effort and time that you put in to right. towards something. Right. And so I, I agree with you in that sense. Um, and I think so one of the things I've kind of allowed myself to do more recently is to be a little bit more introspective and retrospective about how I've been or who I've been in a right. relationship. Right. And how I've you know, conducted certain things or whatever. Right. obviously, I don't want to say I regret anything because I don't really believe in that concept. I think everything is a learning experience.
0: Yeah. But,
1: but I do feel that, you know, there are certain things that I could have done differently. And now looking back on those things and understanding those things now, that makes me a better person for who I'm going to be with and for myself in the future. Right. Right. Um, 100%. And, and, and same thing with, in terms of like cutting people out of my life. Like I think I'm in the same boat where I think, you know you have to understand that people play a role in your life for a certain amount of time some people are in your life forever and some people are in your life temporarily and those who right. are there temporarily are simply there to teach you something either about yourself about the world or about how something works right
0: right right right, right.
1: not to become too philosophical about it but <laughs> essentially that's how <laughs> no. i see it right
0: yeah. yeah no i agree and and i feel the same way i'm, I'm not I've definitely made a shit ton of mistakes in my, in my in my past relationship. And, and I've just, I, I can't say like, like you said, I can't say that I regret everything. You know what I mean? Like I don't regret falling in love. I don't regret getting in a relationship. I don't regret, you know, do I regret some of the things that, uh that I did that were, that were my mistakes? Of course, but I didn't know any better. Right. And so, the biggest lesson that, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, but the biggest lesson that I learned was um, uh, coming out of a failed relationship. The biggest lesson I learned was that I can only be judged by my actions and not by my intentions. And so, right. even though my intentions were pure, even though my intentions were always great, uh, you know, your partner only has your ju- your actions to judge you by, and. At the end of the day, if my actions didn't live up to my intentions, then that's what results in a failed relationship. you know what I mean right so um, but reading this article was just like not well, it's not even an article, but reading this story uh, from humans in New York um was was really just eye opening it resonated with me quite a bit because you know, this is the kind of person that I want to be. you know, I want to be like uh like bobby's wife uh who is forgiving and loving and you know staying true to to their marriage to their union uh for better or for worse like he said like ride or die ride or die shit you know what i'm saying girl (laughs) (laughs) q (laughs) 21 questions bring it all back full circle (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah man um I think I wanted to talk more about, like, mental health and stuff, but we'll save that for next week's episode. Yeah, Uh, let's do that. We'll pick it up. We'll make it a part two. Yeah, I read a very interesting article um, about healing uh, online, so I want to share that with the listener. share that with you as well, Uh, give you a chance to read it (laughs) Uh, instead of – giving it to you five minutes before we record uh and then we could talk about healing because I, th- I think that's another great topic to to talk about how to overcome you know breakups and uh, and things like that and and where do you go once once you've been shattered and how do you pick yourself up uh so l- we'll talk about that next week i think that'll be a good follow-up episode to this
1: i agree Let's let's make that happen for next week, for sure. Yes, sir. Um, And if anybody has...
0: Sorry. Sorry. No, no. (laughs) I was just going to say, if anybody has any uh, comments, questions, uh, suggestions, whatever, feel free to drop them in our inboxes or in the comments section so that we can talk about that in the next episode. Yes, sir. Yeah. You want to close it out? I think you got it, bro. (laughs) Come on. Why don't you do it one time? Try it out. (laughs)
1: All right, let's do it. Let's change up roles, I guess. (laughs)
0: Yeah, let's do it. Summit's going to close it out. Go ahead. All
1: right. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to yet another episode of Yet Another Podcast with your boy, Summit and your boy, Thunmit. Um, We're thankful for all of you listeners. Please share our podcast with your friends, your family, your enemies, your whoever is in your life, (laughs) anybody.
0: (laughs) Your ex. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah, especially your ex, right? (laughs) Because if you have some ideas that you want to share... (laughs) send it over to them you know but yeah anyway thank you guys for tuning in as always um we'll catch you next time peace
0: peace out everybody